Uh. I got something for sale, just be my clientele Don't miss your chance, baby, it's jumping up the scale I'm just a daydreamer, got what you need and want I ain't gonna charge you for it, just come and get something Welcome back everybody to the Thieves of Nashville podcast We are recording live from the Honeycomb Hideout deep in East Nashville To my right, Mr. Zach Jones Thank you for having me, sir Every week It's a pleasure to be here and to my left, Mr. Daniel Brooks. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Daniel Brooks, music manager extraordinaire, uh, server extraordinaire. That's right. Thanks for coming, bro. Absolutely. My pleasure to be here. Me and D. Brooks, we go way back, man. We met, uh, I was working Double Dogs, and Daniel came in to hang out for a little bit, and the rest is history. Where are you from, bro? Dude, I'm from Mission Viejo, California. Okay. So in Orange County. Very good. There's no good Mexican food here, man. Not like back home. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found anywhere? Oh, man. I'm working on it. You guys haven't been to Rose Pepper, huh? I haven't been to Rose Pepper yet. Rose Pepper? You've had nine months to show me. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. What are you you doing, Zach? Ah, you're right. I I do need to take you to Rose Pepper for sure. (laughs) Rose Pepper's cool, but it's still not like a a good burrito. Cali burritos at 3 a.m.? Yeah, man. Yeah, where's that? I don't know. I'll let you know when I find out. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Growing up in Southern California and coming here to Nashville, obviously, I'm, I'm sure that like culture is extremely different. You know, what are like some of the big differences that you notice? Well, it's interesting for me because I, I hear a lot of <laughs> stories of people moving to Nashville and that's the big city move for them. But where I come from, Orange County, LA area, it was a slight downgrade as far as the size and the rush. And I feel like it's a slower pace here and it's something I, I welcome. I love it. Mm-hmm. I feel like people do slow down to get to know you. Yeah, I'm like I've only been to Southern California, only California once, you know, <clears throat> only for a few days. So I really didn't even get a great experience as far as like the culture and everything. But I know that being from Knoxville, even um, that's like one thing I've always like loved about Nashville is that it's still got that Southern vibe. You know what I mean? People are very friendly. So well, for you and I, when we met, mm-hmm. uh, that was only my second day in Nashville, mm-hmm. and we we kind of met by chance because. Um, a musician that was friends with my family, I needed to give him a ride from Nashville, uh, from Springfield to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And on the way, my Anaheim Ducks, my team, <laughs> I'm open to the Predators, but <laughs> you but better be. Way to you guys go. always spank us, so it's hard to, We're, it's hard I to think get we have two. the best record in the NHL right now. Oh, absolutely. You guys yeah. are a powerhouse. But um, I wanted to watch my game, and so I asked him where the best sports bar was. And he told me Double Dogs. He's like, I really enjoy going in there. A lot of TVs. I didn't really go with his word, though. I went to a place that looked cool, had good reviews, and it was the uh, Hopsmith Tavern, Midtown. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went in there, and they're like, no way, we're putting that game on. And didn't really show me that Southern hospitality I was looking for. Uh, So I said, you know, I'll go to that Double Dogs place. Go in there, packed house, nowhere to sit. And I see Zach, and I'm just, hey, is there any spot? Like, Is this place a packed house? And he's like, well, how many you got? I'm like, it's just me. And he just pulls up a stool immediately, puts me where the service well is, where they make all the drinks. Industry, industry stuff right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Put on my game immediately. Didn't care who was watching. <laughs> Sick. I was like, I mean, Double Dogs has like 30 televisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surely we can get one right. on a Ducks game, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We lost badly to the Sharks, but 
I made a friend that night. That's my team, baby. So <laughs> That's your team? San Ho, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys swept us. Silicon Valley boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, because it was during playoffs. Yeah, it's all right. We can go back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, you're still working in restaurants some, right? That's right. So three days a week, I'm at a restaurant in Sylvan Park called Answer. Yeah, really cool spot. American new menu. Um, great vibes there. Like, we can wear whatever we want. You know, we treat the guests as if they're family. Uh, great food. What's the food like? Food's wonderful. So we have a couple different great fish options, halibut trout, awesome burger. Oh, I haven't had any halibut here in Tennessee, man. Oh, it's bomb. That feels like a West Coast thing too. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so me being from the West Coast, I definitely approve of it. Some cool. great flavors. It was like, um, Brian? Yeah, yeah, Baxter, he mentioned that because people are always skeptical of seafood in like the, uh, in like Tennessee or like non-coastal states, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he was talking about how things can be shipped. He was like, I could order seafood right now and it would be here in the morning, basically. Yeah. So like people are like acting like it's not fresh when it really, it's pretty yeah. fresh. Great. Nah, answer, answer is some great for food. I got, um, what I get? Duck. The lamb. Oh, the lamb. Yeah. Amazing. It really was. It was amazing. Yeah. You moved out here, I think for artist management, right? That's correct. So I artist, I, I'm, I artist. I manage an artist in town named Brenna Beatty. Mm -hmm. How I came out here was kind of cool because I uh, visited in March. And when my aunt and uncle moved, you know, I won't say this, but like when they moved, they packed up everything, sold their bar in Medford, Oregon, and moved out here for Brenna. Mm -hmm. And um, very risky. At the time, I wasn't the biggest fan. I just thought it was a, it was a great risk for them. I mean, pulled the two other siblings out of their social network the social circle and when i visited in march coming in already kind of feeling weird about the situation the moment i heard brenda play at a show i said i'm moving out here i'm gonna be your manager and within three and a half weeks i had already quit my job discontinued the school i was at and was out here how did her parents feel about that i mean were they were you already tight with her parents you know were you tight yeah like what's that? interesting I mean, is like for the last two years i mean she's been singing since 12 years old even before that, but like singing and songwriting at 12 years old. And they moved out here when she's 15 and a half. And um, 15 and a half, they came out here and visited. It was more 16 when they actually made the big move and they were living in a trailer park. And um, the whole time, it was just, they, they liked some of my experience elsewhere with Apple and just how I am with people. And they, they thought of me as a manager for her and they've heard of some crazy stories with people not looking out for the artist's best, best interest. But you know, it was always like a, it was family fun. You know, Dana will be my manager. Our other cousin, Gab, he's going to be equipment manager. And it was just like, we always had fun together. And I wasn't thinking about it. At the time I was studying to become an, a CPA. Uh, my mom's CPA, my twin brother's CPA. And, um, but the moment I came out here, it, it hit me so hard and I was just like, they were still saying, you know, you'd be a great manager if you want to move out to Nashville. And they thought I wouldn't do it. It's a big move. They're like, we'd still love to have you. And I remember driving to the airport and after the trip and I told my mom, I was like, I'm moving out there. And she was fully supportive. She's like, you know, if you can cross off the right boxes and, and that's what you feel inclined to do, do it. Why not? You're young. That support is important. Absolutely. And yeah. so I packed up everything, my little Volkswagen Golf, and drove out here. Started as country. She's a pop singer-songwriter. Uh, moved from Medford, Oregon. Happens to be my cousin. 
I know, well, I've been around, obviously. I know what you guys are working a lot right now, but does she, is she working on any projects? Do you have anything coming down the line right now? She does. We're actually working with a producer from Los Angeles, a Grammy winning producer on her first single, and it should be ready end of January. Okay. Yeah. Nice. What's it called? It's called Phase. Phase. Cool. Yeah. Um, we recorded all the vocals here in my apartment in uh, Nashville and sent it off to him in, um, in, He's in Orange County, but he does most of his work out of Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. I'm asking these questions like, I don't know. I've listened to the song. It's pretty amazing, honestly. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I can't wait to hear like the final version of it, you know? I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. I feel like, and tell me if you disagree, like the pop scene is definitely growing here. Like everyone thinks it's just country, but it's not. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've seen a major shift from afar and now being here in Nashville with country having more of a pop sound to it you see a lot of but is there a rub there like is that a good thing a bad thing because a lot of people like hate pop country so do you think that she's had to either say i'm pop or i'm country or are you kind of trying to hybridize the two you know what i'm saying yeah yeah absolutely i think from the start we felt like we had to label ourselves as something label her as something but at this point it, it seems in my opinion i see uh more of a genre list transition where if, if you're putting out a good song that um is received well and you can build a fan base it doesn't matter what you put out you look at kelsey ballerini recently working with the chain smokers mm -hmm. and that's gotten a great response and her new new song miss me more uh, she's always had a kind of a pop sound to her as a country artist but yeah she's had a pr very seamless transition yeah yeah she kind of which i guess in a way she kind of followed Taylor Swift blueprint and you know similarly but I would say Kelsey Ballerini's definitely like carved out her own lane here and you could credit her for a lot of the new like pop uh country sound you know what I mean yeah Mayor Morris another huge one mm -hmm. yeah and she's done work uh you know like cross genre with uh other artists as well Mayor Morris has she's incredible yeah absolutely and then Ed Sheeran has been working with country acts as far as songwriting goes and mm -hmm. um, just great artists that are making music no matter which way shape yeah. or form yeah i think that um because it's definitely been a trend uh ryan like you mentioned how pop music has become more of a thing here in nashville and uh, i've met a lot of artists who are actually from la and they're coming out here to write uh and stuff like that i was recently at her concert like her the artist concert r&b artist and she said at her concert that nashville was one of her favorite cities that she's done a lot of writing out here which I was surprised, you know, but more music is kind of like breaking away from country. It's more music city than just country music city. At the end of the day, if she were asked, she'd tell you something along the lines of indie pop. Less and less do we find ourselves even having to put a label on it. Uh, there's a lot of people, it feels like moving here, for, you know, to do that, to, to break into music. Do you find that the industry is pretty welcoming. Is it cutthroat? Is it collaborative? It was presented to me that it would be very cutthroat. And, you know, we, after my experience in nine months being in it, um, I find it's collaborative and very welcoming. And you still get your people that kind of close themselves off or they walk around with a strut when it comes to what they've done and what they've accomplished. But sure, the more and more we meet artists and um, show what Brenna has to offer, People are very welcoming and they, they truly want to hear her music. So so walk us through, because everyone, I don't know, 
I mean, a producer produces and you have a sound engineer that does all that, but can you walk us through the broad strokes of what exactly a manager does in terms of, you know, either day to day or, or, and holistically, you know, what your role is? I think developing the artist. So for my cousin, she's always, the moment you put a microphone in front of her, she can sing no matter what. But some of the extra stuff after her shows, going up to meet people, she was more shy to it before when I first met her. And so for her, I'm trying to include her in as many opportunities to network as possible and just boosting her confidence, kind of finding, helping her lead her to, to Brenna, to Brenna, the artist, the um, singer songwriter that gets to share with people, not only on stage, but off stage. I guess what's the approach when you, when you, when you start working with an artist, do they have a couple of singles have they maybe released an album already you know independently are you pushing towards an album are you pushing towards a single are you pushing more towards live performances yeah. or for her we still have nothing on spotify so uh, so right now we're in the full unsigned development stage um the song the single phase that we plan to release early january or late january um it's going to be her first debut on spotify apple music all of the above Right now, we're, we're pushing on just getting her seen by more people, building her social media presence. Going to songwriters nights, things like that. Absolutely. So she's been a part of a lot of writers rounds around town. Back in June, she actually was a part of a talent competition that pulled contestants from Cincinnati, Nashville, and Atlanta. And out of 450 contestants, um, she made she finishes the champ. But it boiled down to 12 people in Pigeon Forge where the finals were held, and she was wow. the the champ of the tournament so she won an opportunity to meet kelsey ballerini what's that what's the competition called path to fame the first year you can tell us these things bro and you know we're talking right right. two nights ago wow no way yeah pretty awesome Awesome. no it gets better it does get better get to meet kelsey ballerini that's right yeah so two nights ago we went to the ryman we had a couple tickets um just one backstage pass for brenda to go back there and meet her i handed it off to kelsey's tour manager grabbed myself a drink went down to our seats and, um, but they spent a, a lot of time backstage because when she left, it was about 7.30. Kelsey went on 8.45. Around 8 o'clock, I get a text from Brenna saying, Kelsey's going to have me come out and sing. I hope mom's here. Uh, her mom was working that night and said, you know, I'm going to do my best to get over there. But if not, have a great time. Enjoy your moment. Wow. And she had just arrived, her mom. Her mom was able to escape from work. And so her and I both saw that text together, had our moment kind of just didn't know what to think i mean this is the ryman it was the opry show at the ryman the church man yes the mother, mother church. church yeah and what's crazy is 10 minutes prior to that text uh her mom was telling me man the sound in here is incredible i would love to hear brennan here i was like no doubt this is amazing and i'm looking around at the seats and just some of the chips and built in 1892 the building yeah it's a pretty crazy place that was our first experience ever being there for brennan as well that's got that's got to be validating, right? As a manager, I mean, because some people move here and and they're working for two, three, four years before you know they get any traction, and you yeah. guys kind of jump right into it. Definitely, and she's fearless. So Brenna, I'm so proud of her just being fearless, and she doesn't turn down any opportunity. So when Kelsey asked her to sing on stage, she said, "Do you know my music?" Do you? And she's like, "Yeah, I know your music." And she doesn't really play much, Kelsey outside of um this experience she doesn't really add shows or if she's doing a cover doesn't really have many kelsey songs she's got one kelsey song she ended up covering the chain smokers this feeling yeah by kelsey Ballerini. yeah and um 
So the song she performed was Love Me Like You Mean It with Kelsey. So I had like 30 minutes to rehearse a little bit. And at the end of it, the final chorus, Kelsey and Brenna were going back and forth on the chorus. Kelsey's a total class act. Like the fact that she would do that. Brenda turns 18 in nine days. She had never heard her music, but she's like, do you want to come sing with me? And it's just an incredible moment to give back. And she said that other artists she looked up to when she was younger, around Brenda's age, gave her those moments too, like come on stage as well. And so Kelsey truly is being that person that's giving back the way she received when she was in her development stage. I just want to say shout out to Kelsey Ballerini, Knoxville. Knox County. She's from Knoxville? We went to rival yeah. schools. Yo! <laughs> so, Yo. Um, yeah, she, I think that, you know, she's obviously been raised around a good family. So that's awesome to hear that, you know, she's doing that for Brenna, you know. Yeah. Because that is much of like what we come from back home, you know. It appears that most of the major labels now don't take the time to develop an artist over a period of six months or a year right. uh, like they used to. Uh, it's much more short-sighted. So with with Brenna, her being um, family, her and I being family and having such a tight bond, we were developing every day. And I think that's where the value is right now in our early stages. We get together maybe four or five times a week. And she's writing songs at a pace of about five songs a week. So she's constantly writing. Yeah. So when we're together, a lot of it is just talking about her music, recent songs she's created shows that she'll be um, hosting around town and kind of the next approach for us with her single around the corner. But we put our emphasis on development. She's about to turn 18 and she's very mature for her age. She's well past her 17 year old age. And so I, I think that some of the pressure does come to the manager these days to develop, especially when you're going in the music industry where you do deal with some characters who maybe aren't looking out for the artist's best interest. We we do our best to uh, temper expectations. One thing Zach and I were talking about is just like, while they may feel like baby steps in the moment, you can look back at this these nine months and we've gotten a lot done. Um, she won the talent competition. We have a single coming out very soon. And uh, one of her goals, she has, she's incredible. One of the best work ethics I've ever seen, but in her room, she's got a list of short-term goals, long-term goals. One of her long-term goals she created about three years ago was to become an art, a performing artist and singer-songwriter that has performed the Opry at the Ryman before age 18. And check that off the list. Check it off the list check with nine out. days to spare. Yeah, man. So we've been celebrating for the last 48 hours, and shout-out to Kelsey Valerini for making that possible. So the most important message that I've given to Brenna and we've carried for the last month together is that we'd rather make the right steps slowly Mm -hmm. than move nowhere fast. Mm -hmm. And I saw that quote somewhere. I can't even give recognition out, but um, that meant a lot to me because it, it does take a lot of steps to kind of build up in this industry. And I I see a lot of artists around town and they're working hard and they're, they're rushed. They're getting music out real fast. But one thing we focus on is just direction and kind of being fearless, taking risks, but also making sure our head's in the right place before we take those risks. Being conscious of where you're at. Very uh, conscious. Holistically, right? In in the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. And in doing that, we had this opportunity to come up. Shout out to my friend out in Los Angeles, uh, Robinson, Grammy winning producer, Jason Robinson. 
he gave us an opportunity to jump on, have Brenna jump on one of his tracks as the artist. And she was able to make some changes to the lyrics, things she thought would sound better if she's going to jump on as the artist. And he welcomed the changes, and we should have that out at the end of January. Nice. And the song's called Phase. Really looking forward to that, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, we're kind of celebrating right now. Mission accomplished. Yes. Mission yes, accomplished. We're celebrating right now. We got uh, to go with this scotch. We got some Crown Heads Luminosa cigar. Shout out Crown Heads, local Nashville boys. Definitely. Yeah. Another fun fact about Zach and I um, is when we met, it took us, I think, a few times hanging out to realize that we're both kind of going down the same path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. Maybe, maybe that we were just like getting to know one 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 another. I was listening to the last podcast with Chris. Shout out, Chris. Shout amazing out, Chris. Talent. Absolutely amazing. I hear so much Cole, so much Kendrick in him, but I mean, sure. he's his own person, no matter what, no matter how you chop it. But not bad company to be in with his music. But um, yeah, so Zach and I have been bouncing ideas like crazy, and um, just good company to have. And I met Ryan through Zach, so. I love, um, which it, it, it's like come naturally to me, uh, growing up and stuff. I always found myself like connecting people. <clears throat> I and think I, you're right, man. That is your value. You're good at that. Put yeah. People together. Yeah. yeah. I, I like, I enjoy that. You know, I like really value that in myself. That's like what I'm passionate about is people, you know what I mean? Relationships. So it's like, yeah, it's awesome. I just, I believe that, you know, obviously we're going to accomplish way more together than we ever will on our own. So most definitely to be able to like recognize some a value in one person and then see that that value might complement someone else. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, let's, let's connect these two people and see what happens. Yeah. And that kind of just happened Absolutely. for you and I naturally, you know, we just, and I've got another California boy to sit next to. Yes. <laughs> and you're my California friend with a Southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> I, like it. I feel like this is an easy accent to pick up, right? It's, like, aren't you kind of relaxed? It's not like aren't we're you so, more? We're so, you're more. No, go ahead. I was gonna say we're so tight with our like the yeah. California out there. But then you got the surfer accent, the notorious surfer accent. You have Spicoli. that a little you, more. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. so, yeah, you guys hear it better than I do. Yeah, yeah. I think that the southern accent in is um, it's lazy. You know what I mean? People like don't take the time to enunciate properly. More or, slang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think you're more liable to pick up a southern accent than you are to pick up like a Minnesota accent. Like I, if I if I moved to like Wisconsin or like somewhere like that, I probably wouldn't pick that accent up as fast as I have a southern accent. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want that? Yeah, that's true. You're probably true. Nobody wants to say like just, that. It's just, uh, you know, you're really, you become a product of your environment. Or when I'm a server. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. when you're serving. Yeah, I'll go get that for you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Are you all finished with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick up on their vibe, right? Like if they're, if they're uptight, you know, maybe you don't, you don't really bother them during the meal. You check on them once or twice right. And, right. and they're, and they're comfortable with that. Whereas some people want you to like check on them every four or five minutes right yeah absolutely in in tying hospitality into management it's it's just people skills just kind of understanding on the fly understanding how people operate strangers 100 percent. and that's actually helped with my development becoming an artist manager is um i've been in sales with apple I've, i've been in multiple restaurants and people come in and everyone dines out differently so while i would love to get rid of the restaurant industry. In the meantime, I still count it all as one 
greater development for where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. That's a great perspective, man, to have on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, because while I was serving at Double Dogs, that was the first serving job that I'd ever had. I've never worked in a restaurant hospitality industry before. Um, And that was one thing that I had going into it. I knew that it was probably going to help with my people skills and, you know, talking to different people. I'm already, I just knew that, man, there's going to be so many people I'll be able to interact with and, you know, meet all kinds of different people. Yeah. And honestly, it worked out. I met a lot of good people. Shout out to Slim and Huskies. Yeah, I stopped in there before I came out here. And I also heard that they signed a lease today. I don't know if it happened today or last week, but recently they signed a lease uh, to, to have a shop at uh, Fifth and Broadway, uh, the development that's going down, going in there. That, that building is going to be wild, man. Man, that whole setup is going to be awesome. I can't wait till it gets, you know, till it really gets up and going. Yeah. yeah. Amazon's going to be right in there. Everybody's going to be right in there, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. Great well, Amazon's going like more towards the gulch, right? I th- actually, the yard. Yeah. It's awesome to be in the city right now and to see everything, you know, kind of like going up like that. Slim and Husky's doing a lot for North Nashville, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to Slim and Husky, man. Uh, one place I went this weekend was down to Thompson Station, uh, to H. Clark Distillery. That's Heath Clark. He's a, he's an attorney in town, but, uh, about four or five years ago, he started a distillery down, uh, in Thompson Station. Uh, and they had their second release ever of Tennessee bourbon. Heath is kind of one of the godfathers of distilling in the Nashville area. He was one of the guys that kind of spearheaded the legislative changes that had to happen uh, for people to be able to make whiskey again. And wow. and we need that type of stuff because Tennessee is, is behind Kentucky bourbon in terms of marketing and things like that. So shout out to Heath Clark. This is their second release. Uh, it's a bottled in bond Tennessee whiskey. So unlike some of the other guys around, uh, Nelson's Greenbrier, Bellmead Bourbon kind of comes to mind, who's still uh, buying a lot of their juice from uh, the larger contract distillers. Uh, an important difference is that Heath is making all distilling all of their own whiskey. Um, if you go to the distillery, it's very small, and they have a, a pot still. So uh, one of the things that makes their whiskey different is they have this large pot still that they distill it from, as opposed to the vertical column stills, which do a lot more volume. But the pot still preserves a lot more flavor, a lot more grain quality. Shout out to them. Last thing is that this is a bottled in bond whiskey, which means that it's a minimum four years age. Uh, and it's the product of a single distillery. So again, anybody that buys juice cannot label their whiskey as bottled in bond. You have to make it yourself. And the interesting third requirement is that it's the product of a single distilling season so there's two distilling seasons a year i think it's like january to march or may and then again from july to the end of the year so bottled and bond has to be the product of a single distilling season at least four years old from a single distillery and it has to be bottled at exactly 100 proof and this all originates from the bottled and bond act in 1897 Uh, those requirements that uh, were a byproduct of people selling, uh, you know, counterfeit and adulterated uh, and basically really crappy whiskey back in the day. So, okay, shout out to them, man. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. They may still have a few bottles. Are you available. like, um, are you like, uh, 
alcoholic uh, attorney or something like that. <laughs> you know, you sound pretty knowledgeable. No, I'm just an enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. I'm just connoisseur. Shout out to Rye, though. He is an attorney, and he will help help you with any alcoholic beverage, right. beverage needs that you may have. You know, it's a little independent hustle, that's all. I was just in Springfield this morning in court and uh, won our first court case ever. Oh, our first good for you. Ever. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Springfield hey. Springfield Beer Board trying to mess with our clients. We ain't having none of that. Go, you know yeah. I mean? You ain't shutting us down. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, big congrats. I'm not playing. I didn't really do much, but you know. Hey, <laughs> no, it's your absolutely. first win though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's on it goes on your record. It was nice because it was a good Dope like, column. It was a good uh it was a good taper into going to court. Like it wasn't like I was going into court in Memphis or Nashville where it's super high powered and kind of intimidating. It was, you know, a little more small town. So it was it was like a perfect introduction. I find myself sometimes sending articles to my family and Zach, maybe you feel this way, but, but you're a little closer. So you, so you know, mm-hmm. but I find myself sending articles to my parents on occasion and my family, you know, about Nashville being top 10 real estate market or, or uh-huh. Amazon coming here and things like that to kind of justify it in my head, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, this is, you know, the real deal. This is like a good place to be and all that. I don't know if you get that feeling ever. Absolutely. From August, my brother had his bachelor party I was like, man, Vegas, everyone does Vegas. It ended up being Vegas. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. But I was sending him Snapchats of Broadway and like, man, come out here. It'd be so great. Yeah. And and there is so much Nashville has to offer from real estate to a great nightlife, great people, mm-hmm. Amazon moving here, like you said. Great food. Forget the name of it, but that Wall Street, big, huge Wall Street financial firm. Uh, Lions Bernstein. Lions Bernstein. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So straight, they, straight off of Wall Street, man. Straight off of Wall Street. Yeah. Moved here? Relocated oh, yeah. like 1,500 jobs or maybe a little less? I think you're about right. Wow. Yeah, man. They just said, Wall Street, see ya. See ya. Broadway see ya. looks see nice. See ya. Yeah. Broadway, downtown Nashville. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. There's all that. I always, I, I keep calling it institutional money moving here, man. There's so much institutional money. There's a lot of deep pockets, you know, that have yeah. a lot of backing. And a company like Alliance Bernstein wouldn't move here if they had some, you know, if they had any reservations about it. You know, those are kind of good signs. Great like signs. Like for, for, you know, one of us to move here or some apartment developer or someone like that. Yeah, it's kind of a risk. But when you see that much institutional money moving here, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a pretty good sign, I think. Yeah. Point. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Which goes along with like Amazon wanting to open up uh, like a hub here. You know what I mean? No doubt. Um, We're starting to get some of those Amazon perks too with that happening. I noticed like Prime Now wasn't available in my area at first. <laughs> now yeah. it is. Or Sunday deliveries being more more items are accessible to have Sunday deliveries. But Ryan, to answer your question, I do find myself sending those articles to family and friends. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, just but it's of- less justifying now. I feel like it's the real deal. It, it speaks for itself now. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Come see about me. So the artist I manage is Brenna Beatty. You can find her on Instagram, Brenna Beatty Music, Twitter, at Brenna Beatty, BrennaBeatty.com. Um, I'm her manager, Daniel Brooks. D.A. Brooks is my handle on Instagram. You can only find me there. That's all I do. But for her, she's all over the place. Brenna Beatty Music. Cool. Yep. Uh, follow us, Instagram, Thieves of Nashville. Rate us. Leave a review. Share with your friends. Yeah, we appreciate that. Tell a friend. That's the number one thing is tell a friend. We are the only Nashville culture podcast. Um, We know that for sure. No doubt. 
Zach, Ryan. Thanks yeah. for having me here. Yeah, Give no. me this nice scotch fix. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming. My man. own stogie. Absolutely. Time's important. One last thing, man. Just remember, it's all love. Don't carry no hate, no negative energy. Because you attract what you put out there. We out. Uh, I got something for